Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the exit planning podcast show. Today's guest is a business advisor for a program that provides transition readiness training for cities and communities to strategically support small business health. We're going to hear from him shortly, but first let's hear from our show sponsors. What we see with many businesses is that they've never gotten marketing to work consistently and the marketing they do doesn't meaningfully impact their bottom line. Data approaches it differently by partnering with clients for long-term, sustainable marketing solutions. They start with a consultative, crawl, walk, run approach that helps you scale your marketing efforts naturally. Data provides marketing for the long-time success of your business to tell your story in a compelling way and to make sure the value you bring is apparent to everyone. Go to data.com for more information. That's D-A-Y-T-A dot com. TrustPoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. They handle everything from record keeping and investments to employee education and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. Many business owners planning a business transition often feel overwhelmed and don't know where to start. I'm Kyla Hansen, a partner at JAK CPAs. We can guide you to make sense of the numbers and the tax pieces of your transition. Leaving your business successfully takes time. So contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at www.jakcpa.com. Attention all business owners. Are you seeking to learn more about exit planning? True North Mergers and Acquisitions is excited to announce our M&A Summit. Join us on September 13th at the Minneapolis Event Center for a day full of panels, guest speakers, and breakout sessions that will emphasize profitability for your business. Register for this free event today at www.jakcpa.com. TNMA.com slash events. The summit will feature keynote speaker Russell Price, the chief economist for Ameriprise Financial, whose work has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Barron's, and Bloomberg News. Join us on September 13th at the Minneapolis Event Center for our MA Summit. Register for this free event today at www.tnma.com slash events. Space is limited, so register today. We got another outstanding event coming up that you won't want to miss. The Twin Cities chapter of the Exit Planning Institute is hosting our fifth annual Owners Forum on Thursday, October 5th from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Midland Hills Country Club in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to be talking about the state of business owner preparedness and how you can increase enterprise value with some fabulous speakers, as well as share the results of the State of Owner Readiness Survey. For more information, see the show notes so you can register for this important event. We'd love to see you there. Welcome back, everybody. We are here today with Guillermo Mazir, and Guillermo is a business advisor with the Ready for Next Cities program. Guillermo, welcome to Poise for Exit. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. I've been wanting to do this show with you for a long time because I think that this 
cities program that you're in the lead of is is just an amazing endeavor and and so sorely needed when i think about like the work that i do as an advisor and obviously the business owners that i work with are from communities right um they represent communities they employ people in their communities and what you're up to is to kind of transform the way that a lot of these businesses are looking at or not looking at exit planning, right? So before we we start um, on, you know, just sharing with, with us what the program is and how it works and how it impacts communities, could you just give us a little bit of background on yourself? Like, how did you get to where you are right now? Yeah, so um, as, as long as I can remember, I have been, I've had a passion for communities, um, the places that people live, work, and, and visit. So I started, I started in, in the public sector working for the U.S. Department of Commerce. I then moved into the private sector and have kind of stayed into the private sector for the last uh, 16 years. But how I got into economic development or, or why I, I should say why I stayed with economic development is because it's a, it's a pretty unique field that helps shape through sustained effort um, that helps shape or improve a community's economic well-being and includes activities that stimulate growth, that diversify the economy, that create jobs, that enhance infrastructure, and then improve overall overall prosperity for those communities and the people that live and work there. So I got into it a while ago. I stayed with it because I I love it. And I work in this field because I, I believe that the field of economic development gives practitioners or folks in the industry tools to help solve pretty tough problems, including problems that, you know, most folks haven't, haven't recognized. And and obviously we're going to talk about one of those today. Fantastic. So yeah, let's, let's dive right in. Tell us about, you know, what the city's program um, is designed to do and what some of the efforts are that you've been making and strides you've been making. Sure. So the ready for next cities and communities program is I think pretty remarkable because it's identified a problem that a lot of stakeholders are working on independently and has identified a potential solution that can be used to move a community forward. So, you know, I always get the question like, okay, well, what's the problem? Well, the problem is the majority of privately held businesses in North America are owned or operated by an aging demographic that for now we'll refer to as the baby boomers who are set to exit their business in the next five to 10 years. With, with that in mind, if this demographic is set to, to exit or transition from their business in the next five to 10 years, we believe that the amount of workers, the amount of people that they employ, and the economic value that they bring to a community, if, they, if those are removed from the equation or if there is attrition to these businesses, uh, could, cripple, uh, could cripple any community. Now, there are some communities that are more at risk than others. So, for example, if, if you are a business owner in a rural community, the exit of a business from a rural community has a greater impact than the exit of a business in, a, in an urban community. But the problem is, isn't this one to one basis? This is a this is a problem that is happening all at once. It's like a you know, it's literally the the uh, equivalent of drinking from a fire hose, right? Or managing chaos when all of these businesses are set to exit, are set to exit or retire, and they don't have a plan to do so. And because they don't have a plan to do so, their business is either liquidated or randomly sold or advised to do 
one of a few different uh, a, a few different options. So we see this as a um, a pretty significant problem and have worked to analyze what this this problem of unprepared business owners, you know, unprepared business owners might have to a community and have uncovered that thousands of jobs are at risk in places like Atlanta. We've identified 216,000 jobs at risk in Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. we've identified 73,000 jobs at risk in Phoenix. We've identified 166,000 jobs at risk. So the risk that we've identified is significant, but the question then becomes, well, you've identified the risk. What do you do with it? So, that's a that's a little bit of the problem that we're you know we're working to uh, we're working to solve and the solution I think that we have is is quite interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I would think that you could do that in any community. Like you just cited all of those different cities. Um, when you look at the age of the owners and the number of employees that they have, of course, they're going to be at risk if, if there's no plan. And and the majority of those owners don't have a plan, and most of that is just because they're not aware. So I know that. Um, isn't the the basis of the program uh, education? The basis of the program is initially education, because if you don't mm-hmm. know that a problem exists, then you don't know how to go about solving it. So we've, mm-hmm. we've essentially built a platform, an online platform that we call the Owner Readiness Hub to help not only inform existing business owners in a community, but also that community itself. And one of the things that I noticed being the economic development guy and, and, you know, in the bunch is that a lot of times, and, you know, even, even our, even our, even the consulting team works with business owners on a one-to-one basis. The problem Mm -hmm. is that this isn't a one-to-one problem. This is a one-to-many problem. And Mm -hmm. if we could provide education around the importance or some of the tools for business owners to, you know, become transition ready, I would say, then we have a chance at, at supporting, impacting, and lifting up the community, community, communities that they're from. So I'm assuming then that you probably collaborate a lot with the small business development centers in different um, areas and parts of the country, as well as the economic development centers. We do. So we work with we work with economic development organizations. We work with small business development centers. We work with financial institutions because if if you think about this, Julie. Like as more businesses faced faced retirement or struggled to recover from the pandemic, mm-hmm. there are different stakeholders that mm-hmm. might be impacted by this problem. So banks right. and financial institutions miss or risk millions of at-risk credit. Families right. miss the ability to transfer generational wealth, which is one of the, you know, mm-hmm. one of the most important things for economic mobility, which are, you know, our black and brown communities are are really working hard to to support. And I I think if, if we're able to come together with these partners, whether it's a financial institution, a small business development center, a chamber of commerce, a business association, Mm -hmm. um, an economic development group to socialize what I would call, you know, what, what I would say um, is a owner readiness tool to deliver Mm -hmm. at scale, then we can start to educate our business owners giving them the tools that they need to become more transition ready because right now they're getting their uh, advice, maybe from, maybe from an accountant, maybe from a lawyer, you know, if they're lucky from an exit planner, but they're not giving that at scale. And there are mm-hmm. thousands of businesses that aren't being approached, uh, touched, spoken to that are at risk. 
and we believe this hub can can support them. Yeah, when you're talking about the masses like that, working one to one makes it pretty difficult. But you know, I was just going to say when you were talking about stakeholder, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you know, who are all the stakeholders in a business transition? I mean, if an owner just thought about that, right? Not just their employees and their own families, but obviously the communities that they work in, um, and all of the suppliers and vendors that they work with, as well as their customers and clients. So the ripple effect goes way out. And, and the effects of a poor transition can be far reaching for a long time, like you said. And so when these smaller companies or smaller communities, I should say, um, are looking at a couple of larger employers in their town, all aging out, um, they have, they've got some work to do, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, because those employers, when, when we did the math, and I think this, this will be an important distinction, those employers, these privately held um, these privately held businesses that are, you know, generally these businesses are older, 16, they've been in business for at least 16 years. Um, and there's some that are, that are newer, obviously that, that started, but mm -hmm. they contribute to 40%, as much as 40%, uh, to a community's economy. So imagine one day that 40% goes away because from mm -hmm. the statistics that, you know, that, you know, from, from, from your practice, Julie, only a small percentage of those businesses will actually sell, right? Around 20% of the businesses that go up for sale actually sell. And around 30% of the businesses are actually even have a transition or succession plan, right? Like a, a comprehensive one. So one, we see that there's a lack of awareness about the issue. We see that there, the tools and the resources that could be deployed to these business owners can be enhanced, right? Mm -hmm. And delivered at scale. And and I think the, the last piece that I would say is once those are delivered at scale, we can provide feedback to the community as to what that level of risk is now and what that level of risk could be in the future. And and the way that we've unlocked it from a from a development perspective is to solve one question. Because I think from a business owner perspective, you don't necessarily want to tell everybody, hey, here's what I'm I'm retiring. I want to sell my business. So you have to you have to provide or we have to provide a little nudge to get them to share information with us. And we built the tool in a way that it could provide limited business valuations um, as many as they want, to, as many as a business owner wants to take to start to introduce them to the concept of transition readiness and succession planning. So helping them understand unlocking one serious question what is your business worth? Not just, you know, what is it worth in terms of the industry that you're in and within a certain benchmark or within a certain valuation, but what is that business worth to you? Is it worth having a lasting legacy for? Is it worth making changes or improvements for? Is it worth going and learning about how a succession plan or becoming transition ready can not only improve the health of the business or the, the sustainability, I would say, of the business, but also the health and legacy that that business has on a community. Because if you think of communities, a lot of times they're tied to the businesses that are in them. And when those businesses leave, not only do they take their, you know, their jobs and the investment that they make, their tax revenue, but they take a little bit of legacy away too. And I've seen that happen in, in more communities than I would like to, uh, than I would like to admit. Yeah, I bet you have. I know I have just in my, you know, travels, I've seen that happen. Um, so let's talk about how does this work? Who are your best collaborators? 
um, on getting a program like this off the ground? And then how do you launch it? How does it work? How do you get out to the owners? Yeah, so I think the best collaborators are are, are facilitators in nature, right? They are the people that are going to get something moving that supports the economy or the business sector within a particular community. Generally, they're focused on, you know, small, medium and the existing business, you know, we, the existing businesses within a community. Mm-hmm. And they engage us by saying, yeah, we recognize this is a problem. We don't know how to solve it. How do we engage our business owners? And from there, you know, the team works to, de- you know, to generate and deliver a webinar, communication pieces that start to socialize that this is a, that this is a challenge, but also to share that there is a tool that's free to the business owners to help them learn and better understand and become more prepared for what's next in their lives, in their career, um, through an online tool that then provides feedback um, to the community to say, hey, there were 53 business owners that got onto the owner readiness hub. The average enterprise wealth for these business owners was, let's just say, four million in an enterprise, an enterprise value of, of all the business owners that were on that use the tool. 20% of them were minority owned businesses. 50% of them were had stated that they're they are looking to exit their business in the next five to 10 years. So it, it's a it's a tool to not only provide insights, support, scorecards mm-hmm. to our business owners, but also feedback to the communities as to what is happening within this problem that you know, as I've mentioned before, is kind of hiding in plain sight. So the process to work and to get something, a program going is to say, yes, we think we we know that this is a problem and we'd like to implement a tool as a, as a way to get started. Now, the tool is kind of the entry point. The online, the owner readiness hub is the entry point. But from mm-hmm. that, once owners start to get on there, then we're able to deliver interactive workshops, more micro learnings and one-to-one coaching if needed with these business owners that have self-identified and said, hey, we need help. And this tool is kind of a way for us to realize who needs help and for the business owner to realize that um, there are resources that are available to them that will prepare them for what's next in the future. And as you know, Julie, like what's next in the future is highly volatile. It's generally uncertain. It's ambiguous in a lot of ways with what's happening geopolitically to what is happening within certain industry sectors. There are certain industry sectors, if you're a business owner, that are more at risk than others. And all of this, all of these different things are happening all at once. So our program tries to identify them by providing them a resource and then working with them to support their succession planning efforts moving forward. And so for you moving forward, and getting the word out on this program and launching this program in different communities. Where do you find yourself at right now? Are you are you out doing a lot of speaking like you are here on the podcast? Are you doing a lot of advising? Are you teaching yourself? What does that look like? Yeah, I think that the team is doing a lot of the team is doing a lot of all of the above, right? Speaking, mm-hmm. individual advising from these business owners, sharpening the tools to make sure our industry benchmarks are accurate starting to develop those strategic partnerships and the relationships to deploy the tool in and then building out the content, right? Because not only do we have a limited business valuation tool within the hub, but we have an owner readiness scorecard. We have an owner dependency scorecard. 
within the tool. And then we have a lot of micro learnings where somebody mm -hmm. could learn about three legs, where a business owner could learn about three legs of the stool or uh, transition option, like their options in transitioning. And, and for me, this all goes back to like a, a personal story. And, and I don't know if, if you know it, Julie, but my dad exited his business about five years ago. And mm -hmm. the week before he did, he gave me a call and asked me if I wanted to take it over. And I said, dad, I don't, you know, every plant that I have dies that I don't, I don't really do good with plants. My dad's a horticulturist, right? He, he, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he, he um, had a, a pretty, a pretty good consulting uh, design and implementation firm for the horticulture business mm. centered around desert landscaping. It was unique in our space in Phoenix. He was, he was in home and garden magazine several times. He was a contributor to philanthropic organizations seen as a, a good member in the community. He owned property. He employed people. He generated revenue. He had a high, you know, he paid his, uh, you know, his corporate taxes. And when I said no, he said, okay, well, I'm ready to be done with my business. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I realized like, I don't have the time to sell it. I just want to liquidate everything. I'm going to help my employees find jobs where they can, but I'm just done. Like I'm, I'm exhausted and I want to go to the beach. And I said, okay. And I look back on that situation now. And I wonder like if my dad knew that there are resources one to help him plan for his succession, maybe that business still exists. Maybe the property that he has still exists. Maybe the wealth that he could have harvested from that business that maybe there's there's more of it to go to his you know to go mm -hmm. to his kids which you know he's a um i'm essentially first first generation from my dad's side you know to have been educated in the u.s with a college degree and i'm in a position where i'm fortunate enough not to necessarily count on the wealth that that generational wealth that could be transferred to me and my family but i know for the majority of americans that's not the case. And so right. when we when we put barriers in front of the transfer of generational wealth, not only does that impact our communities, but that impacts our families, mm -hmm. uh, the families that are that make up the fabric of the community. So I I think what we're working on, Julie, is a is a is obviously a big problem. It's near. It's a problem that's near and dear to my heart. And uh, we came up with a solution to help nudge. Right. Like we call these nudges you know, to remind them like, hey, maybe you should start thinking about what's next. Maybe you should have a plan if your son decides to tell you that he doesn't want to take over the business. Maybe, you know, you should have a plan to figure out what what's next for you in your life. Saying, yeah, you want to be done with the business, but not knowing what the rest of your life is going to look like could actually impact the quality of that life later on down the road. And if we can provide a tool that provides these nudges to business owners, we can we believe we can start to change beliefs. Um, we believe we can start to change behaviors. We believe we we believe we can start to change habits, not just within uh, communities, but within those owners. And when those owners start to change their beliefs, when they start to change their habits, then you're going to see the change that you know that's going to be uh, that's going to show up in communities. And the example that I give is, hey, if you know. I believe that climate change will negatively impact our world. Well, the action is like, can we build a model for environmental sustainability, which will you know, trigger a behavior? Well, I'll start to recycle. And then the habit is I am recycling, right? So like 
the work that we're doing for Ready for Next Cities and communities is starting to change those beliefs, the belief that if we have a healthy business community and we can support our business owners and make them more transition ready, we can deliver a, a, a tool with resources to support them that's going to change their behaviors to say, hey, I need to start thinking about planning my succession. And then we're going to create habits for them to, you know, go back, learn more and elevate the level of consciousness that the business owner community and the, the community at large has about this, um, has about supporting business owners. Because it's not just, hey, we'll support you when you're ready to expand your business. But we also have to say, we're going to support you when you're ready to transition it so that we have this concept of business continuity throughout every community that um, that we work in. Mm, I love that. That's a fantastic vision. And I'm so happy that you could be on the show and share this program with us. We'll have to have you back. I, I want to, I want an update, like maybe in six months or so, sure. uh, come back to the show and, and tell us where you're at and what's going on with the program, what's new with it. Um, but in the meantime, um, when we post the show, as everyone knows, we always um, provide information. And so we will be, Definitely tagging you and providing links and information for people to learn more about the RFN Cities program. Guillermo, thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. And please do join us again next time.